Society has a lot to say about what men are and what they should be. But what does God say about all of this? The Rock Podcast with Dennis is a place where discussions arise about fatherhood, the struggles of manhood, living a life of integrity, character building, which are all based off of biblical principles for practical application. So sit back and experience 30 minutes of The Rock Podcast with Dennis. Real talk with real men. Hey, this is Dinner with the Rock Podcast coming at you once again. Hey, what's going on, family? What's going on, brothers? Good to see you out there. Uh, I'm back after taking a long-awaited break. Took a break away and stepped away from uh, doing the podcast just to focus more on other things. But I'm ready. I'm back in the saddle, baby. And so we're ready to do it. So this is going to be a series that I believe. And so usually uh, what God does does within me and is is whenever I'm dealing with something, he say, do a series, do do a series on this. So I'll say, okay, Lord, I do, I do a series on it. So I just wanted to talk about um, something, but before I get there, I wanted to represent that Michigan baby that go blue. Hey, can't touch it, can't touch it. You know, they got a lot of doubters out there, but um, we won. Finally got that natty baby, that natty. Woo, got that natty. So uh, we are all good, but you know, lions they fell short, but. That's always next year. They built the last and that. So that last, that same old lion's curse has been broken. It's been broken in Jesus' name. So we're going we're gonna to dig right into this. I just wanted to talk about um, a particular subject matter about being stuck. And this is going to be called unstuck, being unstuck, getting unstuck. And so, um, and this, this falls in line with mental health. I want to continue to stay on this particular subject matter of talking about men and mental health. And that's my lane. Um, but I want to talk about being, being stuck. And so, um, I know personally God had to really, and he still caused me to be unstuck in a lot of ways, all of us dealing with some issues that we're stuck with. And so I just want to dig into that. And I got a um, book that I'm a reference. Good book. Uh, it's a good book by Remy. He don't know he's my quasi mentor, uh, and everything. And so, um, and then I got, I got my book, um, which I um, actually um, published. It's called Broken Sun. Uh, it's on. It's, it's actually on uh, Barnes and Noble. It's on Amazon.com. You can order it. Very good book about my dad and and um, and, and the life that I lived with my father. He was he was he was uh, addicted to drugs, um, and and just going over how it affected me and how God brought me through it. Um, and so, just want to you know, just Barnes and Noble, or you can go to Amazon.com if you or if you want a a copy. Uh, of one personally autographed by me you can actually email me at his his rock 1619 well excuse, excuse me his rock 1618 at gmail.com again it's his rock 1618 at gmail.com if you want to you know me you want me to send you a autographed copy uh and i'll let you know the payment method things of that nature and i'll have an autograph uh copy for you to get uh from me okay but anyway we're gonna go into the book on uh, stuck uh, by F. Remy Didrich. It's a good, it's a really good book. I'm still reading it. Um, but it was something that he said in there, and I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of talk about. He talked about seven triggers. Um, he talked about seven triggers to um, seven triggers, seven triggers that tick you off. Is <laughs> in chapter eight. Really good book, and it's a, it's, it's just really uh, it talks about anger, things that that we need to really that men typically deal with anger. Um, we deal with anger, just angry about life. You know, you got you might have a coworker that piss you off. 
You might have your wife that piss you off. You might have your kids. I think that's the one I tip I typically deal with is dealing with my kids. I'm not a I'm not I'm not a, a perfect person. I'm not verbally abusive, but you know, kids, you know, your kids take you there, man. Just being honest. Um, and then your your wife and things that tick you, you know, things may not go your way. And sometimes we get angry about it, you know. And but you know, one thing about anger, man, it could cause health issues. You know, it can cause health problems, it can cause some mental issues. It, it can cause to you, to, you know, it's just an emotional problem. But God does not have a problem with you getting angry. It's what you use anger toward toward that really affects you. And so, you know, um, in John, in James chapter one, verse 19, he says, be, 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 be swift to hear, slow to speak. And I wish I'm trying, I'm, and I've come a long way, but I'm always trying to go with the scripture. But it said, be, be swift to hear, slow to speak. And I'm just sitting back quoting that scripture. I wish I had my Bible here, but it's, it's basically be 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 slow to speak, swift to hear, slow to swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. You know what I'm saying? So you 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 listening to what's going on first before you react to something. And then verse twenty in chapter one it says it says basically it says that uh, the wrath of man does not the the, the wrath of man does not does not produce the righteousness that God desires. So that means that when you the wrath of man, when you get upset, get mad, it doesn't produce God's righteousness. There's no fruit from it. It's okay to have righteous indignation. Righteous indignation and righteous anger is basically saying, I'm right, I'm 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 angry at injustice. I'm angry at, at injustice. I'm I'm angry at the unfairness of how that person's being treated because of their skin color. I'm 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 and white that's white and black on both sides. I'm I'm uh, I'm I have I have righteous indignation or righteous anger towards a person how they've been treated because of how they look or you know or some uh, some evil that's been done to to somebody. That's injustice. That's being angry at injustice. God don't have a problem with that. The problem that He has is when your your right your anger causes you to sin. In Ephesians chapter four, I believe it says it says uh, don't let angry don't let anger uh don't let the sun down don't let the sun go down on your wrath you don't let the sun go down your on your anger be don't be angry and sin not you know what i'm saying so when you're angry you know what i'm saying it causes you to sin because it can cause you to do things that you regret like being violent saying things out of your mouth that that's going to hurt people or just damn it causes damage emotionally uh spiritually and, and mentally so it, it causes a lot of um a lot of a lot of damage but i want to go over what uh what, what remy has to say about this um and i'm gonna turn right to it uh he talks about it in um you know he talks about seven things that you, that that that, uh, that tick you off but i'm not gonna go through all seven i'm gonna go through a few of them and just expound on them a little bit and he talks about the number one thing that ticks you off uh seven that, that seven seven triggers that tick you off one of them is called invalidation in invalidation, he said, it means to negate the value of something. It means to overlook, put down, take for granted, or reject something because you believe it has little or no value. That's the one that that I've had trouble with in the past. I've had trouble with those things. And you can you might have trouble with those things too, where you feel as though something's not being valued, like your opinion or your or your thoughts, or you know, or what you what you bring to the table. You feel like it has uh, a certain uh, you know, in value. So it gets you upset and angry, you know, and it gets you angry and upset. And it he talks about invalidation is often at the root of anger. And he said, in fact, marriages researchers at the University of Denver find invalidation is one of the four, four key causes of marriage breakdowns. Invalidation doesn't come from verbal put downs alone, but actions like offering unsolicited advice or questioning motives, which make a person feel disrespected by their mate. 
And then he talked about, you know, he said, notice that I make, a, he said, respect and a sense of dignity are at the top of the list. You always want respect and dignity and sense of dignity. You want somebody to respect what you say. You want somebody to honor what you say. You know, you want somebody to respect your sense of dignity. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you know, you got integrity. You're like, man, you need to respect what, what I, what I say. You need to respect what I bring to the table and you need to respect boundaries too. You know, if I don't like you talking about something, don't talk about it because you know, that, that's sensitive to me. And, and if I tell you that it, it bothers me for you to do that, why do it? Cause it's gonna make me angry. You may say, you know, you're getting in your feelings, but it's okay to be in your feelings because you, you have a legitimate, uh, Thought, you have a legitimate argument to say, you know, I don't like when you do that, man. I don't like when you slurp all on your drink like that. It makes it, it irritates me. You know what I'm saying? The Bible talks about if your brother eats meat, if, if, if it offends your brother eating meat, don't eat meat. I'm paraphrasing y'all. But I'm just saying, you got to watch, you got to be very, and I'm trying to, you know, t- no, no, uh, minister, you know, talk to my boys about that, my kids about about respecting people's boundaries. Don't overdo things. Don't over. If if, if, we, if someone tells you not to do something, don't do it because you don't want you don't want the person to be offended and be all upset because if they tell you more than once, I don't like that. Don't do it. Just don't do it. You know, you got to tell your children that those things. But it says. He says, notice that I make a distinction between dignity and a sense of dignity. Respect is something I give you. Dignity is something that God gives you. So God gives you dignity. God gives you a sense of worth. He said, dignity is what makes you makes you worthy of respect. It's your inherent value. I can't take your dignity. You can't lose it. That's good. But I can make you doubt it. So the loss is a sense of dignity, not the dignity itself. So basically, he talked about about losses how when you feel like that you've been violated violated on something you tend to you tend to feel like um you, you tend to feel you, t- you tend to feel like that your dignity is being taken from you when you're not respected you know and it should be like that it says invalidation is all is, it can also cause you to feel a sense of a, a feel a loss of control so when you when you feel invalidated it make you feel like you're you feel a loss of control you want so much to stop the person who's hurting you but you but you can't you have no control over them. It's like watching Simon Cowell. Let's see, he said Simon Cowell in the early days of the uh, TV show uh, American Idol. He he was he could be so cruel with his cutting remarks when uh, Simon and, and belittled contestants. I'm sure they wanted to turn off the mic, but they couldn't. So you know, you when somebody's in, when somebody's insulting you and talking about you, uh, dogging you out, you 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 want to slap them in their mouth. <laughs> you want you want you want you want to slap them in their mouth, but you know. That still don't stop the fact they're making you feel invalidated. You know what I'm saying? Because the thing is, when you feel invalidated, you feel like you you're losing a sense of respect. You know, because you're like, this is who I am, but you're 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 not respecting or you know honoring what I what, what I'm about and who I'm about. You know what I'm saying? So that goes back to and why, why am I saying these things? Because this can get you stuck based on what happened to you in the past. If I if if something offended me. Then I tend to stick in the past based on what happened to me, and it's and and it's it's it's, it's a this is a very uh, interesting subject because I didn't know about being stuck because the, the Bible because the Bible talks about you know um, like like Paul said in, in Philippians three he said that um, the the past he talked about being a Pharisee he talked about being the the, the Hebrew Hebrews but he said he called all those, all those things not. When he gained Christ, he said, he said, he know he says one thing that he does. And I think it's Philippians 3.13. He said, one thing I do, I don't look behind. I look, I look forward and I press towards the mark at a high calling that's in, that's in Christ Jesus. So his thing is, I don't look back and see, and see, you think about it. This is just, just, this is just a, uh, what I'm going to say, 
you, you know, you, a lot of people know the book about the book of Genesis and Lot, uh, his wife, Lot's wife. I don't think they say a lot's uh, wife's name, but we just remember remember when she was running away from, um, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah. It was being, you know, destroyed and and it was being pummeled. But then they they kept telling her, "Don't look back, don't look back, you don't look back." And so she her curiosity got so they said, "Don't look back, don't look back." And so when she looked back, she turned into a pillar of salt. And so I just believe symbolically, when God told you don't look, He's telling us not to look back. He's telling us not to look at look back in our past. Because it can destroy us. It can cause it to be stuck. Now, you're not using your past as, you know, you could use your past as a way to remember what you've been through so you can know where you're going. But so, so, so a lot of us, what we do is we look at our past and say, this is this happened to me. And you're true enough. You're not going to let it happen again. But we say that happened to me. I'm not going to let that happen again. And then so as a result, we stay in that. We stay suspended in time. And we say, based on what happened back then, that's how everybody is. Everybody's like how what happened to me in my past. Everything that happened to me, that's how my life is based on what happened to me in my past. And we they they relive their they relive they relive their past and their present. Let me say that again. They relive they relive their past and their present. And I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you about me. I did that. I I I tend to do that at times. Sometimes you remember stuff in the past and you be like, you know, that's who I am. I'm not the same person back then. You're not the same person back then. You're a different person. You are you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And even I mean, not even talking about from us from from a biblical standpoint. Let's let's we can put the Bible to the side for a second. The thing is, the, the Bible's who we are. It's the totality of who we are. If you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the 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 Bible is the B I B L E. The Bible is supposed to read you. But let's just say in this instance, you are not who you you you, you are not what you do. You are not the person that does the action. You separate the action from the person, but that part that you won't think about shame. Shame tends to make you feel as though that you are who you are, what you did. Shame is sit back and say, I am, I am what I did. You know what I'm saying? I am that thing. And so a lot of things, a lot of things in the society is competing for our identity. And there's labels and there's, and there's tags that we're allowing to say, this is who I am. But you're not what you did. You're, again, you're not what you did. Get off, share that, share that thing off and, and, and know that God is your new creature in Christ Jesus. God said, old things are passed away. I'm a new creature in Christ. We're going to spit the word on here because that's where it goes. To, Jesus is the center of everything. Until you and, and, and until you change your life and say, Jesus, take it over, be my Lord and Savior, your life will be stuck. Your life will be stuck back in the day. It will be stuck back to when you were you were young. It will stay there because the trauma that you dealt with, and I'm gonna go into the next trigger point. He talks about personal trauma. He talked about, you know, personal trauma, and I'm I'm, I'm kind of reading from the book a little bit. And he talked about how personal trauma, and, and he talked about um that this is this is uh this uh, in, in, a, in a book called Grace Disguise, Jerry's sister tells the story of how three members of his family were taken in one tragic car accident. This is what he said about about loss after experience his own. He said, "We live as if we were in a motion picture. Loss turns life into a snapshot. Ooh, that's good. Ooh, life turns life into a snapshot." The moment stops, everything freezes. We find ourselves looking at pictures, albums to remember the motion picture of our lives that once was once was but can no longer be life turns life into a snapshot there's an interesting metaphor 
He said the, the memory is the memory of trauma is shot with hurt. Wait, wait. A memory, the memory of trauma. Uh, it says uh, in the in the, in the um, that that that's that's an interesting metaphor. Lenore T uh, Tear, author of Too Scared to Cry, uses a film analogy, and they say, say she says this. It says the memory of trauma is shot with higher intensity light than in did it than, than any ordinary memory, and the film doesn't seem to disintegrate with usual half life of an ordinary film. Only the best lenses are used, lenses that will pick up every detail, every line, every wrinkle, every fleck. There is more detail picked up during traumatic experiences or events than one would expect from the naked eye under ordinary circumstances. I'm telling you, man, that is that runs so true. And that's why um, trauma is real and trauma can get you stuck in so much detail. That's because you remember trauma, trauma, pain. You do remember pain. You think about Jesus when he died on that cross, when he went before he went um, to to uh, to down the cross. They said he was so uh, he was so he was so he was so traumatized and so um, what the Bible says traumatized. But he was so scared about going to that cross that he started bleeding, bleeding. He started sweating blood. So he is he he asked father. He asked the father. He said, "If it be your will." He he went to him and said, "If it be your will." let this cup be passed from me let it be your will but not my will so his human side didn't want to go through that but he said dad if you if if you if it's any way you can have this thing pass from me that's one thing i like about uh the, the, the bible and about jesus he's real about how he was human his human body did not want to go more through that than you will want to go through that so that's that's a that's a traumatic situation but jesus knew that he had to fulfill a call and the purpose and the mission to get us free from the hands of satan and be under the stain uh blood of sin and so as a result when you receive him as your lord and savior what happens is is that he 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 cleanses of all sin but watch this he he forgave our past present and future sin so if god has forgiven us for you know if you look at for 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 bear or forgive it means that you know uh when people a lot of people have gotten their their student loans forgiven that mean that debt has been erased so if god don't remember my debt based on what his son did at the cross why should i remember what i've done in the past the the the, the biggest thing that we need to realize is that trauma that doesn't negate that it's not there it's not it's not negating that it didn't happen we're not saying it didn't happen but what we're saying is you don't have to be stuck there and it says you turn it into a snapshot and it says anger she talks about uh, uh sister uh talks about it more sister it says anger is simply a way of deflecting the pain holding it off fighting back at it but the pain of loss is unrelenting it stalks and chases us chases until it catches us it is, is a it is, it is a persistent as wind on the prairies as constant as cold on our Antarctic, and erosive as a blood is the as a spring flood and it talks and it talks about how you know our expectation is that life will be safe and predictable. We live under illusion that impervious bubbles or surrounds surrounds protecting us from harm. It's easy. It's always other people that experience trauma, never us. Or we think when trauma strikes, when our bubble bursts, our world changes. The loss associated with trauma is a sudden realization that life is not safe and predictable. You have no control. You are vulnerable to the whims of nature and the, and the choices other people make. You got to realize. Got to realize. The scripture says uh 
Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things will be added unto you. So if God is so if Jesus, God is saying, seek first the kingdom of God and your righteousness, that means that we seek his kingdom. But it also says, don't be worried about what you're going to eat. Don't be worried about what's, which, which, which you're going to be dealing with. Don't worry about how you're going to eat. Because he talked about, he said, even this, with Sol and Solomon, I'm, I'm, I'm quoting um, uh, Matthew 20, Matthew 6. He said, even Solomon and all his splendor didn't toil like the lilies of the field. So, but watch this, watch this, y'all. But he said, but it, but Jesus says, don't be concerned about your your clothes and what you're gonna eat, what you're gonna drink. Your father knows full well what you need and you need to do. And what we do, we go after things and we 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 persist. But it, but I like this one thing. It says Jesus says tomorrow has its own sufficient trouble. So. So if if Jesus is saying yo yo you gonna have trouble in his life, it's not gonna be a rose garden. We need to press past. It's not gonna be a rose garden. But it's the peace that he gives us in the midst of the, the, the trauma is what help us get through. When my when I did when I wrote my book, Broken Son, um, God had me write write that book from the end from the beginning. Um, and that did like a, like somebody would do in the movie, work right the end from the beginning. And so when I wrote the book, God said, I want you to start with chapter one of the trauma you bet dealt with. It took me a year to write that first chapter, almost a year. I was in I was in Bible school, but it took me almost a year to write that one chapter because it talked about i talked about in the book my chapter i'm not without giving away the book like i said you can go get my book on amazon.com you can get it on bars and noble which would be a blessing to me support the book it's a great great read um but um and i'm gonna do an audible book real soon too i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna get that done too but um what i wanted to say is um what i wanted to say is this um when i wrote the, it took me a year to write the book because i went step by step i went from beginning to end god just dug in me he purged me and it hurt talking about when i first found out he was sick when he went to the hospital and i talked about his 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 slow turn into death i talked about it i talked about it detail about detail what i went through what i the whole emotional experience that i dealt with i'm getting emotional right now talking about it but dealt with it did how everything how i went through it and how god brought me through but i'm talking about it all uh you know detail about detail right so in that moment i was reliving the trauma that i've been through but the thing is one thing you don't want to your, your personal trauma can get you so stuck that you think everybody is the trauma that you went through and you can get stuck don't get stuck don't get stuck and so and so for a while i was stuck on how people hurt me at the church not not my current church but churches in the past you know matter of fact uh just being transparent we went back to the church that my we went, to, we went back to the church recently and did a play um my wife my wife my wife and sister they did a they did a they did a play for music and it's that same in that same church where we used to be at that's where i got hurt at and it was full circle because i had control now i had control back then because it was it was invalidation that was making me feel uh, you know feeling feeling hurt invalidation trauma that caused me to 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 not to lose control because because when i when the person when the person's hurt me in that i couldn't control what they did to me so i had to remove myself out of the situation because the, the and i'm gonna say this the reason you couldn't control it because you it, it was from the most unexpected people that you thought you're like well man why would they do that and so i had to really uh gather myself together and realize it's it's, it's forgive them let them go 
So when you, what, you know, let me say this: when you forgive somebody, when you forgive what happened to you, it feels it, it's 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 a it's a it's a load off your shoulders. But I would you the thing I do do I, the thing I do is this: be very sensitive to people. I, I try to be sensitive to people that's dealing with pain um, and stuff like that because they got to work walk their process. But this 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 the thing I try to uh, I try to you know tell people is that don't don't allow you know how can I say this. Don't allow your personal situation to cause you to be a irrational person. And what I mean by that is, is if you know you've been through some pain and you know you've been through some, don't don't displace your anger on other people. You know, and I and I used to be like that. You displace your anger on other people that love you and care for you. Don't don't displace your anger on people because you got people in your life that's trying to help you. But the way you get stuck, when you're stuck, when a person's stuck, you 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 tend to you know hit you know hit them away and don't tell them they don't understand where you're coming from but then you 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 tend to lash out and cut people who are there to support you you know what i'm saying don't let that don't do that don't don't do that because it can cause so many foundations and so many relationships to be at falter because you're not allowing the person to help you you know what i'm saying not being stuck not being stuck and so i'm 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 going to read uh a little bit into the um the, the personal the personal trauma part he says what you he said the loss of trauma the loss of associated with trauma is su is, a, is the sudden realization that life is not safe and predictable you have no control you are vulnerable to the whims of nature and the choices other people make when people when people hurt you you know you don't have any choice and i mean you that that when people hurt you you have a choice to get away from that person but when they hurt you it was out of your control because you're, you're, you're vulnerable, especially especially people who you're close to. Now, if a person hurt me off the street, says something like, I was, if I was driving down the street and somebody flipped me the bird, you know, they flipped me the bird and just, you know, they 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 uh, they they they're dealing with um, they dealing with a situation like that, uh, you know, they do that. I wouldn't be hurt, but when when you got your family or something like that that does something, it call it calls you much hurt because wow, you're you're vulnerable to that person because you love them. And you want the best for them, but it, it hurts when your your family member hurts you. Praise God. So, so what I'm saying is this: don't allow the things in your past to get you stuck back in those times dealing with invalidation. You're you you know you're we're 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 we're, we're beloved of God. We're validated by God. Jesus got affirmed when he said this twice. Once is when he got baptized, and the other ones when he did the, the, the transfiguration. The people seeing him for what he was, and it's amazing that in those two instances, that when Jesus was firm, affirmed, he was he was he was showing people who he really was. Like when he got baptized, they said the, the dove ascended from heaven and, and and laid and laid upon him. And when he's getting baptized, and then God said, "This is my son, in whom I will please." Then. When he now he he was he was he was in a vulnerable moment, an authentic moment, and God said, "This is my son." God was validating who who his son was. And then when they when 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 Peter, James, and John went to Jesus, and they it, it, he was being transfigured in the mountain, and he was with Moses and I believe Elijah. And he said, and he said that uh, he was talking with them, and they said and he said he like a different person. And then God said again, "This is my son, y'all, in whom I will please." He valid he valid because he he allowed. Those two, that, those two instances to see, to have you see who God, who Jesus really was, all his authentic side. And I'm telling, I'm here to tell you, brothers, 
when God see, when you allow yourself to be authentic, real, and transparent, when you see, when you when you allow your your heart to stay pure, what happens is God comes and when you when you are made righteous by by Jesus Christ, God comes and validates you and says and affirms you and say, "This is my son, and whom I will please." So I'm here to tell you, don't the, the, don't be a stick in the mud. I'm just kidding, but don't be stuck. Take it from me. I know I know what it is to deal with anger. Uh, learn how it is. God's still working with me through a lot of that. I still got, I still deal with anger. Admittedly, I still deal with anger, but I, but I don't let the anger take control of me to where I'm being reckless. I've never been a reckless person. And it's, and it's amazing. I'm going I'm to throw a little tidbit out here. Do you all know that Mr. Rogers, how nice he was and how, how kind he was? He had, he dealt with anger issues. He was a believer in Christ, but he dealt with anger issues. That tripped me out right there. You, you said you would think that those are the most patient people, man. He dealt with anger issues. But we just want to we. But in that moment, you just want to always know that you're just you're you're human. You're gonna miss it. Don't beat yourself up. Don't beat yourself up. Don't don't allow yourself to be beat up by um by your by, by your human frailty. One thing about God, God can work with you. He can get you through, and He will make sure that you, the Bible says in Philippians one six. It says He He said. He will, he will finish the work that he's putting you into the day of Jesus Christ. He will finish the work that he has you. So you're, you still are, you still a work in progress and process, but God will not stop working with you. Don't ever give up on God because he ain't gonna give up on you. Just remember that. Remember that. But we are continuing on with the next, the, this, uh, this book. Um, I got two more that I'm gonna uh, talk about, which is really, really good. Uh, but again, I keep saying this. This is my book, Broken Sun. It's a good book. Broken Sun, go on Amazon.com and go on Mars Barnes and Noble. Or if you want to autograph a copy from me, email me at hisrock1618 at gmail.com. And it'll be a blessing to you in your life. And it will, you know, uh, it will bless you. So anyway, you all, I gotta go get something to eat. I'm hungry. Hey, it's been nice. Let's let's get unstuck together. And let's keep moving forward and run like I got my, my brother Chuck said, run towards Jesus in, in pursuit of him uh, and, and um, as well. So this is Dennis with the Rock Podcast coming at you once again. Be blessed and I will see or talk to you later. See and talk to you later. All right. God bless. We hope you enjoyed this last episode of the Rock Podcast with Dennis. Real Talk with Real Men. Would you like to stay connected with Dennis? Here are his social handles. IG, it is DC3Rising, and Facebook, Dennis Crawford III. We hope that you've enjoyed yourself and that you will be back. God bless.